How's it going, everybody? This is Whosoever Will. I'm Forrest. I'm Hunter. And we are here to tackle the tough questions. One take at a time. And today, we have something new, something mm-hmm. different. You know, um, God's been laying on our heart to be able to do these podcasts with video ever mm-hmm. since we started, and this will be the first one with video. So, if you're listening in on the podcast, um, we have our own YouTube channel now. You can go on YouTube and search up Whosoever Will, same name, same logo. Um, and you'll be able to listen to this podcast and watch it with video. And if you're with us on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. We're still on the podcast, so we're glad to have you guys coming in. So with that, Hunter, you ready to introduce our topic for today? Uh, Sure. Our our topic today is uh, we're going to talk about the exclusivity of Christ. And so that is how Christ is exclusive, how Christianity and the religion of Christianity and the belief in Jesus Christ and his teachings is exclusive. There, are, there is no other religion like it. And we're going to give you three uh, different reasons on why that is. And so the first one, uh, I think it's probably the most obvious one. Uh, it's the one most people know about uh, just off the top of their head is in Christianity and in, in, in having faith in Christ, uh, you don't receive salvation through your own works. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of other religions, that's the way it is. Yeah. And so in Christianity, we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone. And so there's nothing that you can do that can justify yourself. Uh, Pastor Rick was preaching this morning, and uh, he, had a, he had a sermon that went very well with this. Yes. And, and he was talking about the Good Samaritan, and there was a lawyer that came up to Jesus, and he asked, what can I do uh, to, to receive eternal life? And Jesus told him, uh, asked him what the first commandment was. And so he told him, you know, love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And so this man, when he was asking this, he was looking for a reason to justify himself. He was looking for, for a way to be able to receive eternal life and something that he could do. When that's not what Jesus offers at all. And see, in our sin, we can't, justify ourselves of anything. Mm-hmm. And so in other religions, um, that's something that, in, in Hinduism, for example, it's ignorance is the reason you can't uh, receive eternal life. Or they, they, call, it, uh, they call it moksha, mm-hmm. where, you, where you receive eternal peace and you're finally at rest. It's something that you have to work up to. It's not <clears throat> something that's given to you like it is with us. Right. And it's not something that you can earn on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only thing that can earn us that is what how Christ done. Mm-hmm. The only sacrifice that's good enough. You can't go and do a lamb sacrifice or a dove or anything like or a goat like they used to. That's not what you do. God was or Jesus Christ was the only sacrifice that's good enough to cover our sins in this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one that should be, um, you know, it's great to hear that we. Uh, don't need those sacrifices, and that the mm-hmm. sacrificial lamb on Mount Calvary was Jesus Christ. You know? yeah. And that's just, that's a very thing, though. And just like you were talking about the Hindu religion and those faiths, um, they, they say you have to earn them. You have to sacrifice yourself in some yeah. cases as far as meditation and teachings and stuff, yeah. to whereas with Christ... You don't have to. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that sacrifice a lot of stuff in there. And, and you, you, Christ wants you to. He wants to sacrifice your life as far as dedicating it to um, um, working for Him or studying or 
but what if, does it contribute to right, your salvation? You're still saved whether yeah. you do it or not, but those are yeah. what you if, need to be doing. If you are saved, though, you will have the desire to serve him, and yeah. you will make sacrifices Definitely. As, a part of, as a part of your salvation. Because when, you, when you're saved, you have to realize that you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the depravity that, that you're in and, and the condition that the only thing that can get you out is the grace of Jesus Christ. Right. And and when you realize that, you realize how, how fortunate, how blessed you are to be able to receive that grace. And so you want to give everything you can to Him because without Him, you don't have anything. Right. And so that, that's why there are so many songs that talk about how you I'll let you have all the world. I'll let you have all you want to. As long as I have Jesus, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Right. And that's why Jesus asked, you know, what does it profit a man to, to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Because you you can do a lot of things in this life. Uh, we could do this podcast and we can do all these things, but if neither of us are saved or one of us isn't saved, right. it's not going to grant us no, heaven. It's, it's not, not. going to grant us eternal life. Mm-hmm. And there will be many that stand before him and say, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name? There will be a lot of people that have worked their whole lives and they know the scripture in and out. They can tell you every prophecy that's ever been told and been fulfilled. But that doesn't mean they've been saved by Jesus Christ. Right. And um, looking back, um, just to give some background to everybody out there, um, one of the reasons that we decided to do this episode, The Exclusivity of Christ, is because me and Hunter were in a world religions class in college together. And we've been learning about a bunch of other religions. Uh, Hinduism and Buddhism was the first two we've learned about. And, you know, it just came to me and just I felt like we needed to talk about it. And uh, one of the things is in Buddhism. We were learning about Buddhism this past week. And it was talking about, you know, the story of Buddha. Um, some of it very historical and true, some of it mythical and you know, not, but the truth behind it was how Buddha was a man, that's all he was, was a man, who was wanting more out of life than what he had. And I'm not going to, I could tell you the whole story because I had to write it all out of my notes or whatever, but I know, Hunter, you were almost asleep over there, but that's beside the point. Um, um, but I'll just skip the story and get to the end where he... Uh, went to the ascetics, the people who dedicate their life to meditation. And uh, he was learning about that. And he came to the conclusion that he didn't feel like you need to just, you know, take away everything, you know, to sacrifice all sleep and food. He said you should do that, but you still should sacrifice time. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So he spent, what was it, 40-something days meditating? Yeah, meditating and, and fasting. Yeah, and said that he finally reached... Um, complete peace and enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, enlightenment. Yeah. So he came to the conclusion that for years after that, he started teaching and uh, teaching what he believed to people. And not that he was God, but that you can be a Buddha. Because just like um, our professor said, that a lot of Buddhists don't even believe in God. Some yeah. do, some don't, some believe in more. Yeah. You know, it's just about reaching enlightenment. And uh, I feel like after driving. Uh, home after that class I was talking to my dad about it and I told him the story and we had a conversation about it and uh, we were talking I, I told him I said I just see how that religion is a part of the real like it has nothing to do with Christ but you can see where they're searching for it mm-hmm. you can see where Buddha himself was looking for God I mean he spent all that time meditating and then he went and taught for years and dedicated his life to it and he talked about reaching enlightenment mm-hmm. which 
you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with just like meditating on certain stuff, like meditating on this podcast episode. Maybe we started thinking about and studying on it, you know, or meditating some stuff. But, you know, in the end, you're just, they're just looking for God yeah. and looking for Christ. And they're just, their ways are wrong about it. There's, no, there's not multiple ways to heaven, you know. It's mm-hmm. Christ, and we just want to make that clear. You know, I'm not talking about Buddhism saying that it's an okay religion. Because it's not. It's a religion. It's the wrong way. And Christ is the only way to heaven. And uh, it's just that they're looking for that one way. They're looking for that one-way street, and they just haven't found it yet. So that is kind of the background of why we did this episode, and I felt like it was important to point that out. So Yeah, and and we just felt compelled to to make an episode or to talk about uh, the, the real way and the only way. Uh, mm-hmm. Nowadays, there are so many people that have a pluralistic view of where you yes. know all roads lead to the one road, and the one road leads to God, or or whatever you worship. But that's not the case, right? And Jesus Christ told us that, and and we know that. And uh, when you are saved, you have the gift of discernment, and and you can tell when these things aren't right. And now every not every time is it a totally different religion. There are people within uh, certain Christian. Uh, churches and places and beliefs that aren't that are not true Christianity, and they believe things that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just be careful with what you're yeah. what you're watching, what you're listening to, uh, who you put in uh, your body and your mind to let them speak to you. Right. Because there's someone speaking through them, either it be God or it be Satan. Right. It's not because Christianity and your faith in God isn't a golf shot. Like when I play golf, if I'm in the fairway and I'm hitting toward the green, for all you people out there that aren't big into golf or don't know anything about golf, I understand that. But there's two different shots you can hit um, more than anything. You can hit a draw or you can hit a fade. A draw is when you aim to the right of the green or wherever you're aiming and hit it there and it comes back to the right, to the left. And a fade's when you aim left and it comes back to the right. And, you know, if I'm aiming at a green, I could hit a fade at the green or I can hit a draw at the green, whichever one. And if I want to hit a straight shot, it's the hardest one to hit, but you can. You know, Christianity's not like that. I mean, it's not like, you know, oh, I can believe this and it'll get me in heaven or I can believe this and get to heaven. No, Jesus Christ is the only way. He is the only shot to the green or, as I say, the only way to heaven, Yeah, I believe. All right, so our second one that we want to talk about and this is an extremely important one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that uh, it's not as cut and dried. I mean, it is, but it's also a little bit harder to talk about. Um, and it's something that, when you're faced with talking to somebody who's not saved, that you have to be sure of. And that's another reason uh, we wanted to make this. Is it, this right here, the exclusivity of Christ, is imperative to any argument that uh, you can present. Or, or try to persuade someone to Christ. Yes. Um, so the second one that we want to talk about is the divinity of Christ. How he is a, how he is God. And Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. And nobody but him can come to the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, so Forrest, do you want to read for us John chapter 1? Yes, I do. Uh, he's going to read John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And this gives us explicit evidence that Jesus is God. Yes. Okay, so in John chapter 1, verse 1, it said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. 
In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear a witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear a witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and he and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. All right. So we see there that uh, Jesus was, was, is, and is yet to come. He, yes. he was here before the foundations of the earth, and he, he will always be here because he is part of the Trinity. Um, he, he is God, and God is him, right. and the Holy Spirit. Um, but there are just a couple of things I want to point out. Uh, he, in verse 10, it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Yep. So this is one uh, uh, piece of evidence that we can know that it was Jesus Christ because when he came here, people didn't accept him. And, you know, he, he was here in the creation of the earth. Um, but when he took on the flesh and he came down to be with us, he was crucified. Yes. And, I mean, he, they had the option of, of crucifying Barabbas or crucifying Jesus. And they chose to let Barabbas go. And he was a murderer and a thief. Um, and Jesus Christ died in his stead. Now, that was God's plan. But that, those people also just hated Jesus Christ because the Jews at that time, uh, they were still looking for the Messiah because Jesus didn't represent exactly what they wanted out of a Messiah. Mm-hmm. They wanted a conqueror to come be a king and relieve them of Rome and uh, their rule. <clears throat> and then uh, second that I want to look at, Verse 14, it says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. So that's another thing. He's talking about the uh, Jesus coming and being with us and putting on the flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in verse number 9, That was the true light, which lighteth every man that comes into the world. So, not only do we see that Jesus Christ is God, and, and he, he, he is divine, but we also see that He came to be salvation. Yes. And so uh, when, when we're talking to people who, who we know aren't saved or, or maybe aren't saved, or even with our fellow Christians, uh, and there's no telling how many different people listen to this or uh, who, who listen to you in your, daily, in your daily lives at your work, uh, that you don't know the condition of their heart. But this is something that we all need to be solid in, uh, to be able to, to talk about confidently, because to be able to talk about God, you have to know Him. Yes, you, you do. You can't, it's, it's so hard to, to try to witness and, and to explain things when you don't know what you're explaining. Yes. And, and uh, scriptures like this uh, give us the evidence and the confidence that we need to be able uh, to witness to others. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's so true. And in that chapter, those 14 verses, there's so mm-hmm. much that, you know, mm-hmm. is just revealing. 
to us as Christians and to people that maybe not believe non-believers yet right now. But like in verse 14 when it says, "And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth." You know, that's just awesome right there to know mm-hmm. that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You know, in that verse, it's referring to Jesus being, you know, on the earth dwelling among us and you know, knowing the Word because He is the mm-hmm. Word of God. I mean, He brought the Word. But you can also look at it in the sense that um, the Word can dwell among us in people who are, you know, dedicated to the Word and her mm-hmm. reading and studying and, you know, just living it. You know, like for me and you, um, we studied for this podcast and we're getting the Word out there because God put it on our hearts. You know, we're mm-hmm. not... You know, we're we're not God, obviously not, and we are not any superior beings or anything, mm-hmm. but God gave us a word and we're putting it on here. Mm-hmm. God gave my dad, Pastor Rick, this morning a word and he presented it to the church and mm-hmm. any other pastor that did. And that's that's how he does. He gives the word to flesh, you know, to us mm-hmm. to present it to people who haven't heard it. And that's why, you know, we're taught to live out like Jesus, you know, live as close to Jesus as we can. We'll never be able to reach that bar. That's a totally impossible bar to reach. I mean, it's like it's like me sitting here trying to grab this roof right now, grab the roof. I mean, I couldn't do it. And, I mean, it's even way harder than that because it's impossible to ever be Jesus Christ. But we have to strive to be like Him, and we got to take His Word, and we got to try and spread it out to people. Mm-hmm. And that's what this podcast is for, and that's what you know. That's what we're supposed to be in life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we may come back to this in a minute, but we're going to talk about our third uh, aspect of this that we want to bring to you all um, is how the compassion that Christ brought to this earth when we're saved and indwells in us, mm-hmm. and so in other religions, uh, their their saviors, their gods. Uh, they don't come here and associate with them directly, right? Like how Christ did. Now they may come and they may have relationships with people, or they may bring a certain thing here and take this there. But Christ came and died for us. Mm-hmm. And this kind of touches back on the on the um, you're saved not by your works, but we were saved by a work, and it was the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. Yes, it's the one that we were meant to meant to take upon ourselves and we were supposed to pay an eternity for it it would have taken an eternity for us to pay off our sins but jesus christ did it in just uh, just a few hours on the cross yes enduring the weight that wasn't the thing that that was so hard for christ wasn't the physical uh torture of being on the cross it was having the weight of sin be put upon him and god had to turn his back that was his father and that was God's son. Yes. And God had to turn his back because of the ugliness of our sin and what it what it means and what it is. And so it, as you go through life and, and you're, you have uh, unconfessed sin in your heart, uh, just remember the weight of that sin. It's not just a little pretty sin that, that, that it's not that bad. It's just a little white lie. Right. Sin yeah. is sin. It's and all if sin. It, if it dwells within you, it breaks that relationship that you have with God. And the only thing that can restore it is repentance and turning away from it. Yeah. But back to the compassion. The compassion that Jesus uh, showed here is unparalleled by anything else. Uh, even in His time with the Jews that were God's chosen people, 
they hated him for it yeah. because he represented things that you, uh, he talked to unclean people. He talked to the Gentiles. He preached to them. Uh, he healed them. They they didn't like that nope. because that totally just messed up everything that they had going on. And so when you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit within you, the qualities of Christ come into your life. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's not a one-time thing and you just have G- everything that Jesus had within you. He's the Son of God. But you do have the tendencies. And it takes a lifetime of, of growing in Him and learning of God to be godly. Because you have to know God to be godly. Mm-hmm. It takes a lifetime. And, and a, it's a journey to be able to share that. Mm-hmm. But you can share that compassion, that kindness, and the long-suffering with other people. Yeah, And that's how one way that we can show others uh, the light within us. And it's a saying that I've heard so many times, uh, don't preach with your words, preach with your actions. Actions are good, but words are also necessary. Yeah. So as you go through and you do show the compassion and the kindness, be able to be well-versed in the Word of God and, and, and in scriptures such as this that talk about exactly how and why Jesus is Lord. Yes. And, and it's something that we, we have to know. Mm-hmm. And that's why it talks about becoming a new creature. You know, that's the only way we can become a new creature in Christ is by, you know, learning the Word and reading the Word and um, stepping out of our comfort zone, as Kevin always tells us, and, you know, trying new things and working at this. I mean, you think about it. Without changing, we wouldn't be able to make the steps of life in anything. Like, yeah. when you're a baby... If you don't, there's a lot of stuff. If you don't learn to walk or, you know, lose your baby teeth or whatever it may be, there's a lot of stuff you do as a baby that if you didn't push that to the sides, you wouldn't be able to grow up. Mm-hmm. And then as a preteen or younger, around that age, you know, you wouldn't be able to make it in high school without learning the disciplines and the, you know, just the regime that's required in your life to make it there. And then when you get to high school, high school prepares you for a future as a teen you learn you start growing and stuff mm-hmm. and same as you know when you're an adult you learn stuff that that's why you know you say respect your elders and learn from them because they know a lot more about certain stuff than you do because they have experience that's why we bought brought my dad on here that time because he has experience that we don't have mm-hmm. and he can look at stuff from a totally different perspective and that's becoming a new creature in life but you have to become the same thing in your christian faith and walk with christ because you know, when you just become saved, you're it's you're basically a baby in Christ, and you've got to grow, and you're not gonna um, grow up and you know get closer to God without doing the things, reading the Word, stepping out of your mm-hmm. comfort zone, um, learning more about Him, and you know that's the only way you're gonna grow with Christ. And I promise you, you know, if you're saved, you're going to heaven regardless. But the more you grow in Christ, the happier as a person you'll be, the happier, um, the uh, more prepared for what Satan throws at you. Um, and just it's just great. You, that's what you want to do as a Christian. So you're going to be unhappy if you don't live for him, if you're saved. It's just mm-hmm. it's what you have to do to become a new creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing. It, it goes back. It goes actually pretty good with what you're saying. Uh, I've said several times that to be able to be godly, you have to know God. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give you scripture for that. And in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, in verse 3, it says, According as His divine power has given unto him, unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that have called us to glory and virtue. 
So we have everything we need to be able to be godly. Yes. To to be like Him doesn't mean to be gods in ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are not gods. We right. will never be gods. Right. We are His children. But to be able to be like Him, uh, I know growing up that uh, if if you had a had a father or, or if you if you had a mother that you looked up to, you wanted to be like them. Uh, whenever uh, you were if you were outside in the dark when you were young and you were afraid of the dark, uh, you may not have necessarily been tired of the, uh, scared of the dark, but what's in the dark? But either way, you were scared. Mm-hmm. But as soon as your dad's hand came over and grabbed you, you knew you were okay. Yes. And so to be able to be like God and to be close to Him and to trust in Him, you have to know Him. Yes, and you do. here in verse 3, it says that He gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's all right here in this book. And in John chapter 1, it said, you know, the Word was, was God, the Word is God. This is what this is. This is His heart opened up to us. Mm-hmm. And when we're saved, we have the desire to know Him and to grow in Him. And He gives us the ability to know His Word. He gives us the discernment of His Word. He lets us uh, learn from Him in ways that other people, when they're just reading through and they're trying to discern Scripture, and they're just looking at it from a worldly perspective they don't have. Right. And, and it's the living Word. Every time you read this, there'll be something different that jumps out to you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and I can't... There, there have been several passages I've read from where I've preached a sermon and then I've studied it again and it'd be some a different sermon from the same place. But it's it's just funny. It all comes back to Christ. Oh, yeah. That's all it points to. Everything in this book, everything in this faith points to Jesus Christ as the one and only Savior. Every bit of it. And it's all scientifically proven to be true. Everything that God says will happen has either happened or is yet to happen mm-hmm. and uh, just you know there's nothing in that book you know I dare you or whoever you may be if you're skeptical to take the Bible and read it and find something with it that's scientifically incorrect you know study it and you know take it and say this isn't how it is and prove it wrong because you're not going to because the Bible is just I mean it, it is the word you know, and it's always correct and everything. You know, there's always, you know, I've heard that saying that there's people that, you know, they say, I believe this part of the Bible, but I don't believe this part, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I believe, there's nothing, you can't do that. You've mm-hmm. got to believe the Word because everything in it is God's Word. As it said, you know, the Word was with God and the Word was God. Yeah. That is God speaking to you through a book. I mean, you know, you look at a Bible. I mean, what is it? it's paper, ink, leather, I mean, whatever it may be, it's a book. But that is God speaking through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything points to God, as you said. The prophecies mm-hmm. that were fulfilled. Me and my dad had a whole talk about this this past, you know, Friday or so about how stuff points to God. And he always says, he tells people, you know, if you'll look mm-hmm. in the early parts of the Bible in the Old Testament and look at the the, the prophecies that were fulfilled, it's mm-hmm. just it's there, it's there's no way that it could be false because they're so, it, they come true. I mean, that would be like um, my dad saying the, the, if there was one thing that was said in the beginning of the Bible and early on in history about Jesus saying this will happen and then Jesus comes and that happens, mm-hmm. you know, there's a good chance that somebody could predict something small. But all the stuff that was predicted, every bit of it, my dad said you could take and go to the state of Texas and cover it deep, multiple times deep, with silver dollars and put one gold piece in there and then drop off you off in Texas 
and go straight to that and pick it up. Mm-hmm. The chances of that, it's just you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas is massive. It's huge. They call it the Big D for a reason because it's mm-hmm. huge. So, I mean, that's why they call Dallas. I mean, it's just a huge place. So that is the odds of all the prophecies being fulfilled mm-hmm. in Christ. So <laughs> I'll be honest. If you have enough faith to believe that the Bible is not true, then you've probably got more faith than I do. I'm just going to be honest because it's just there's just too much in it. All right. So unless Force has anything else, I believe that cuts it for this yeah. episode. Uh, we hope that uh, you've learned something from us and uh, we would love to hear from you guys if you have questions uh, free, feel free feel free to email us uh, message us on Facebook Instagram uh, like that yeah hit us up uh, wherever and we're open to it yeah we are we're open to any questions whatever we'll we'll take time out to do it um, but and also you know I just want to apologize in advance for any of the back, background sound or anything that may have been. Um, we're working on getting an upgrade and stuff, so it's coming. You know, and I also apologize that you have to, you know, in the beginning you've had to deal with our voices on the podcast, and now you're going to have to see our faces too. And, you know, I'm sorry that you have to do that, but, you know, God's got a word to us, so just ignore us and just look at the word. I'm, You know, I do apologize for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, Hunter. Um, so that's it from us. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, we look forward to, to doing it again with mm-hmm. another another topic, another episode. Yeah. And we thank you guys for your support. Yeah, definitely. Just keep us support. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. You know, subscribe to it on the podcast, and we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you.